This video is brought to you by Black Moon Games. Check out their products at shop-black-moon.com. 2022 is here upon us, and that means we're getting a whole new batch of tabletop games this year. And uh, actually, I think we're going to get quite a few here over the next uh, few probably the next few quarters uh, it seems like there was a lot of uh, a lot of delays and in, in some kickstarter projects that uh, were that were headed our way in 2021 that didn't quite get on boats or they got on boats but didn't get quite uh, arrived in time so uh we've got a, i think a slew of of stuff that's either announced it's coming in 2022 or is on the way already to backers here uh so i am super super excited to talk about my most anticipated just tabletop games uh, that's going to be role-playing games and, and board games. And uh, and Barney and, and Amanda are going to uh, discuss with us as well their favorites uh, for, for 2022 and their, their most anticipated. Stick around. It's Chaotic Goodcast episode 131, if I added the video, which I didn't add the intro. So give me a second. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for... Uh, for this episode because uh i'm pretty sure i'm just gonna have packages upon packages of kickstarter uh, uh projects hitting my doorstep here shortly uh it's gonna be gonna be interesting uh, and these are just projects that are complete games themselves not this isn't even expansions or supplements this is totally new games all by themselves uh so that, that are playable just on their own so stick around episode 131 Hey everyone, welcome to the Chaotic Goodcast, our weekly geeky roundtable. I'm your host, Doug Shute, and with me are my fellow casters, Amanda Call from ageofnight.com. Hello. Barney Smith from wordcomic.com. I was trying to think of something witty to, but I'm going to let you come up with your dad joke, so I'll let you, let you come up with something. All right, here we go. So I don't know. I don't know if I told you this, but I asked my wife if I was the first one to kiss her. She replied, "Yes." The others, the others were nines and tens. <sighs> Yikes! Oh. That's that's oh. harsh. That's harsh. Oh, I love it. Oh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we got a great episode tonight. We're going to talk about games that we're most uh, most excited for, or, or most anticipated anticipated tabletop games of 2022. Uh, there's going to be quite a few. Uh, the coming, I, I, I don't know if you realize, but I forget to add the, uh, the, the intro music into, uh, the system before we went live. So, uh, that was a smooth, smooth, uh, you know, delay on my part I, to, to, uh, you know, get the show rolling. Uh, let's see here. Thank you everybody for joining us. Walter W. Thank you. New, new patron member. Thank you so much for, for, uh, uh, being a part of our patron on our, our Patreon there, uh, Walter W. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, Jody, thank you so much for uh, joining us. Chris is joining us on Facebook. Hello, Chris. Thank you so much. Hopefully things are uh, much warmer where you're at than they are here. It's rather chilly here in the Northeast. Uh, and of course, Hungry Ewok, as always, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been super fun these last couple of days because it's been super cold. And uh, yeah, we're uh, hopefully going to... Uh, 
we're going to get some some cold weather here in the next few days. So I'm not. Uh, it just gives me more incentive to move out of this northeast uh, region. Uh, I'm going to remind uh-huh. everybody that is uh, watching, that is listening to us on the uh, on the audio podcast. Uh, you can join us every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern uh, here on YouTube or Twitch or uh, Facebook, whichever you prefer. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'd love to have you as part of the the chat, and uh, you can join us and everything. So uh, Chris says no, it is freezing. That's uh, uh. It's, it's horrible. He's in it's horrible. Ohio. Yes, he's like the, that. This whole weather storm. They're 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 getting like snow right now. Yeah, yeah. My friend, yeah. Uh, my friend in, in Atlanta said that uh, she got the snow this morning, which is Goodness. crazy, crazy to think about. They don't know how to even yeah. deal with it down there. No, they, they don't know. No, it's the same thing yeah. here when we have a heat wave in Vermont. Yeah, people are like you know just not knowing what to do in a heat wave. Crazy. So, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So. So, Doug, I mean, with, with yeah. Jason's not here tonight, Ben's not here tonight. So, like, Amanda and, and I have to double down on the uh, the grumpy old Canadian words. <laughs> Absol- and also absolutely. The witty repartee of a, of a, of a, of a game store manager. Oh, so We're going to have to step up our games. And absolutely. Manage. You got big, you big, uh, big fill, shoes to fill here tonight, I guess. I, guess. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh Usually, uh, but, I just have to be the replacement Barney. I'm not used to I know, right? Now you're the replacement. Which one of you is the replacement? Everybody else. No, holy smoke. Holy smoke. <laughs> uh, hungry, hungry says, uh, we did the snow thing all last week. Oh, no. Ooh. That's not good. Uh, and Jody says, we had a tornado on Saturday and snow on Sunday. Oh, that is even worse. Good grief. Uh, no, thank you. We were getting the storm we had a few days ago. It was negative 30 degrees Fahrenheit on Saturday. That's like also, Vermont weather right there. Also, no thank you. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's not fun at all. Not fun oh, that's at all. like a, that's a, it's going to be like a three blanket night for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to take down my fort and you take those blankets now and put them on my bed. I actually need these. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's uh we we sometimes get usually it's like twenty to twenty five degrees below zero here yeah. in uh, in the in the northeast you know and in February March that that type of uh, those months but uh, seem like winter keeps coming later and later this year it's it's amazing we don't have very much snow on the ground for January so that's good I'm not going to complain I'm not going to complain it's just really cold right now so that's all right you know what though I did that I I am I am excited I have to admit I am excited about this winter than I was the winter before and I can tell you why. Amazon Prime Day in July. I bought plug-in heated mittens. Nice. Okay. And uh, and and uh, and a toque. I think they call them toques in Canada. So I'm going to talk in Jason language right now. Yeah. A Bluetooth toque. So <laughs> things I never thought I'd say before is things that things I never thought I'd say before is oh before I go out I got to make sure that my mittens and my hat is, my hat are charged. I always wow. have to make sure they're charged. Yeah. Charge your mittens and your hat. Yes. David uh, Kizia from Monkey Fun Studios uh, says it's a warm, balmy 38 degrees here in Oregon. That's uh, that's a little chilly for you guys. It's not uh, not normal. Not normal. Is there this? So I got a question. I'm just wondering about this now. I just so I did for for David or or anybody in in the chat. Is the same? Is is the word oregano in Oregon have the same like? What do you call it? Like that same source of the, the beginning no. letters? No, it's different. No, it didn't come from the same place. No. Are you sure? So, so yes. we we've been watching a lot of the uh, British bake uh, the British baking show, and yeah. they they say it uh, oregano or or 
they they say it so, so, so they say it much different than we do over here in the states. Yeah. We, you know we what? say it or oregano, they say yeah. oregano or something like that. Well, I had they also say urinal and not urinal, so I just a little thing. For wow, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's nine p.m. I can say urinal, can I? I, I, I guess. Hey, I yeah. guess. I guess. I mean, Jason's not here, so I mean, <laughs> that's tame compared to what Jason usually says on the show. <laughs> All right, I'm wrong. What? They actually are the same origin. Wow! Oh, wow! I just, looked, I just looked it up. It's because it was, in fact, from Spanish. No, two different things. Honest. They are two different things, but they have the same etymological etymological origin. source. Okay, all right. Wow. Eti well, now et you know. Etymological. They're not bugs. Etymological. Etymological. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, which yeah, is people who uh, don't know the difference between etymology and entomology bug me in words like bug me in way in, in, in words I can't pronounce or say. Yes, <laughs> a juggler thing. Uh, yeah, because yeah, uh, org, organ is actually apparently from Spanish, which also oregano is from oh, Spanish. So, all right. all right, good. All, all right, right. The, more I, you, the more you know. Okay, good. I was pretty sure it wasn't, but I was incorrect. I just looked it up. Jeez, wow, yeah, wow. Do you believe everything that you read on the internet though? I mean, no, but if it's from a even remotely credible source and kind of passes the sniff test, then sure. Okay. Mir the Merriam-Webster dictionary. You believe that? <laughs> Do you believe that? Yeah, yeah that's like a dictionary. That's, that's yeah, fake news yeah. right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So yeah, the reason why uh, Ben uh, isn't here is because he's still doing he's doing year-end inventory, which we're going to tell you tell folks that new, uh, new at the store inventory is Leave inventory alone while we count so everything. Poor, poor guys counting and making sure verifying all his, his you know inventory counts and everything. So that's the reason why he's not here. Uh, we wish him well. What's store. that? He has to count every single die. Yeah, that's, every uh, single magic card. It's crazy. It's crazy. He'll be there forever. So we can do new at the store and just talk about new at the grocery store because I went shopping today. You no, know? let's let's not do that because that's <laughs> I don't think that's gonna hit our target audience. Valentine's Day candies out, everybody. Isn't that crazy? They were, they were out before Christmas here. Yeah, man, that's that's ridiculous. This is this is biscuits and this is all biscuits. Yes, my yes, that's my, my, yeah. my grocery store doesn't have Valentine's Day candy out yet. They don't. But... No, the entire seasonal area is just empty shelves. Right wow! Now. No, we we had ours out. Like I our... have an extremely podunk grocery store, uh, though. So like, it, sometimes we just don't get things. They like they run out further down the road, and by the time the truck gets to our grocery store, they're just like, "Sorry, guys, we're out." Oh, <laughs> to be fair, you do have a seasonal section, so they can't be that bad. Yeah, they can't be that it's bad. It's true. Their seasonal section is like one shelf, but yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of, of inventory and, and uh, Ben doing inventory at his at his store, uh, make sure to support your friendly local game store. So then that way, when the end of the year comes, those guys don't have to. Uh, all those people don't have to uh, count as much, and and uh, they can come on their on the podcast that they they co-host, and and uh, you know then it supports them year round as well, it keeps them in business. So. That's 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 all I'm going to say for there. Jason, on the other hand, has been super busy at work. Of course, we know that he works in a hospital, and so of course, with everything that's going on, we all know that uh, things are just really crazy busy. So, shout out to all the medical care providers and uh, folks that uh, take care of everybody uh, in 
first responders, all that. Uh, just uh, thank you so much for all that you do. Uh, you are probably all getting very burnt out at this point, and, and we know that uh, there's going to be a lot of a lot of busyness here in the next few weeks and months for you. And, and our sympathies are with you. And, and uh, be kind to those that uh, work in those fields, especially on the front front lines, because it's it's going to be. I think it's going to be a rough, rough few, few weeks here, and there maybe even months. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, everybody that's working there, that's you. You deserve to be paid more, and you deserve to spend time with your family. So, absolutely, get vaccinated, absolutely. everybody. It's yeah. tough. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's talk about uh, what what folks tuned in for, which is of course most anticipated games of tabletop games of 2022 i'm gonna roll that high resolution intro graphic that we have here at the oh show boy. that i've played top dodge this is our high budget right here in action and now our feature presentation so good <laughs> so good it's amazing it looks great on the phone, by the way. I mean, it was oh, I, does bet it does. It, I bet it does. Yeah, I bet it looks, I bet it looks, it looks very perfect. nice on the phone. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about the games that uh, are coming out in 2022. Uh, it seemed like it seemed like there were a lot of games that were scheduled for 2021 that didn't quite hit store shelves because of everything that's been going on with the shipping situations and you know the cost of that and the manufacturing shortages and just seems like there was a lot of stuff that that were almost scheduled to, to arrive but by 2021 but didn't quite uh, make didn't it and, and we'll be it'll be here in 2021 some and you know the the funny thing about this year or about 2021 is it was kind of the first year that i saw a lot of kickstarters where um international backers got their products before we did here in North America. Mm. In fact, some of these these games that I'm going to be talking about are going to be uh, games that were, you know, I think that they're either on a boat or, you know, and on the way to, to Kickstarter. Currently backers, on a boat. On a boat. Um, <laughs> or uh, they've gotten them in other parts of the, the world and we just haven't gotten ours here in, in the U.S. because, you know, of everything that's been going on. So yeah, uh, you're gonna see probably some some trends with with my selections. Uh, folks that uh, have watched this show for a while probably kind of know what kind of genres I'm into. So you'll probably see some some trends here that uh, you probably go, oh yeah, that seems like a Doug game. Uh, maybe some of it might surprise you. I don't know. I don't know. How about how about you? Do you you two is are there any like any specific themes that you're anticipate for your games that uh, you've chosen for this episode no they're are they, are they pretty pretty different they're pretty different okay yeah, yeah. I, I would say that maybe the unifying theme of most of mine is weird weird okay that's all right it's <laughs> that's very on brand for me just weird uh chris uh chris lorenz's his uh two anticipated uh, rpgs are uh terminator uh which uh nice is, by nightfall uh by nightfall games i think is is that their uh, uh their studio and then the one ring which of course is is uh second the second edition coming out from freely publishing which i know that is on a boat and uh should be here to backers here within the first quarter of 2021 uh the one ring i know would probably be uh, ben's i 
I would, if I were to guess, that would be Ben's most anticipated uh, tabletop game of 2021. Could be totally wrong. And Ben, if you're watching this uh, after the fact, probably. Look, but I, I, I'm pretty sure. I, pretty I, I will, safe bet. I, I was going to put down the One Ring RPG, but but uh, in my one of my honorable mentions, uh, but I knew that Ben would probably be the one to bring it up. So, but then he had to. He had to tell us that he had to do inventory, so it is not on my list. It is it is an anticipated game for me, though. I'm not a huge Tolkien fan, to be honest with you, um, but I, I think it's cool. It's a cool property. Uh, but uh, I definitely am excited for the RPG because I think it's a great uh, a great setting, and I think it's great. Uh, Hungry says I, I didn't have any game to anticipate until I saw the Salvage Union stream. Now I can't wait till that gets here. Yeah, that's a great. Yes. Uh, we did an actual play of that uh, uh, yesterday. Uh, on the show and that was a lot of fun with uh, panty from uh, uh leyline games uh, uh so uh, leyline press is, and that was a lot of fun so if you are interested in post-apocalyptic stompy mech uh, rpgs that's definitely the 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 uh kickstarter check out and they only a few hours uh, as of this oh that uh, reminds this me of one i forgot oh nice <laughs> I have three. In case that didn't give it away immediately, which uh, it Hungry probably says, did for people who are paying attention. Uh, Hungry Ewok says Gilligan was on a boat too, and we all know how that three-hour tour ended up. Uh, let's hope. Sure let's hope that our Kickstarter pledges do not end up like that. Right. Yeah. And um, e and even on Gilligan's Island, that they listened to the scientists and not the millionaire. So. I <laughs> <know>. <laughs> um. So it was funny. One of the I think one of the first. Uh, uh, cons that i did i think it was at gen con uh of course that was the running theme was that everything is on a boat that's why it wasn't there at gen con everybody was hyping up these games and everybody was asking where, where certain games were because they, they had been announced but of course they weren't there <laughs> you so all the, start the, singing the lonely island it's on a boat <laughs> yeah the, the the theme of it was well we wish we'd had it here but it's on a boat and so someone came up with the idea that you know how like they have like convention cruises where you can go on a cruise and, and just game and, and everything and, and that's mm -hmm. that's part someone should have a convention cruise where you go to other boats and pick up your, your kickstarter back kickstarter pledges and then come home and that's how you get it all tabletop uh, game pirating just like i but in like the classic sense of hello i am a pirate i am going to ride up to your boat on my boat and take your things but all i'm taking is this one game that i paid for I would like it now. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's hopefully hopefully twenty. If anything is going to be a positive of twenty twenty two, we've seen some of the shipping rates and everything go down slightly, and and hopefully hopefully uh, won't have quite the uh, the issues that we had with the uh, freight and shipping uh, over twenty twenty one going into this year. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit about what what do you guys have for most anticipated games? I've got a couple uh, board games and a few RPGs that I that I'm excited about. So I've got a little bit of mix. I get a little bit of both. What what do you what do you have, Amanda? For for do you have RPGs or, or board games? Mostly RPGs and a card okay. game. In a card game, okay. Uh, Barney, what do you got? You got? I got three tabletop role playing games. Role playing games, okay. Three so. Let, let, let me talk about let's let all it sounds like I've got more uh, suggestions than most everybody let's just let's just go right off the bat, bat 
Um, the reason why we have this topic is because Endworld put out their uh, their most anticipated RPG list of 2022, and there was a great there's a great uh, list on there. Uh, there's a lot of great games that uh, that uh, I'm anticipating, um, and and so. But I noticed that there's there's a few titles on there that that aren't on there that, that I'm actually excited about. So I'm like, oh, we should have an, an episode just to talk about our most anticipated games. Uh, one thing that did, did get honorable mention with uh, on N-World's list, let me show you real quick, uh, was, of course, uh, Transformers. You all know I'm a Transformers, Transformers. geek. I love Transformers. Uh, I grew up with it in the 80s and, uh, you know, had all those great great toys and, and everything. Uh, went to the 86 movie, you know, I just, it, it's a big part of my my uh, my childhood. So when, when Renegade Game Studios announced that they were doing the RPG for Transformers, I was, of course, really excited. Not only are they doing Transformers, but they're also doing uh, G.I. Joe. Uh, so, and... Um, they're also doing Power Rangers. Power Rangers doesn't really do too much for me. That was kind of after my time. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad that uh, folks that are excited about Power Rangers are going to get an RPG. Uh, and then they also have a My Little Pony RPG, which I, I don't think is up for pre-order yet. In fact, I don't, I don't see it yet. Uh, but uh, I know that the, the Transformers and G.I. Joe RPGs are coming. I'm trying to keep my expectations low. So those are kind of my... my uh, my honorable mentions for uh, for uh, this this show. Uh, I'm glad that we're getting RPGs that are set in those. I'm I'm kind of curious as to how they're going to work. Um, yeah, yeah. And then the other one, of course, is is Legends of Grayskull, which is going to be coming out from uh, Cortex Prime and, and the folks at Fandom and and that. I, I don't know if that's definitely going to come out in 2022. I hope it does. I know they've got Tales of uh, Zadia that uh, they're working on and that should be out in 2022. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of uh, excited for some of these big IPs to get RPGs. I hope that they're successful. I hope that the community kind of you know comes around them, and uh, yeah, uh, we'll we'll see we'll see how good they are. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I just had to top had top change where I was watching this so I could talk. Uh, not a Tolkien fan, Doug. Tolkien is the Raspberry Pop Tart of high fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't mind. I'm, I, I shouldn't say I'm a, I'm just not like a, a diehard Tolkien fan. Like I know that there's there's some great fan. like I'm probably more that like in that whole Transformers GI Joe. Like I love that because that's what I grew up with. I didn't really grow up with Tolkien. Like that wasn't really my thing. Um, I think it's a great property. I love I love the the Peter Jackson movies. They're great. I just you know I know that there's folks that are like diehard like re that really really love Tolkien, and I'm I'm just not one of them. I. I I'll play it. I'm I'm excited to get the the RPG in. It's going to look beautiful. In fact, I've seen the PDFs. They look beautiful. Um, but you've it, you've never like written letters to your friends in Elvish, like no, no, no. giant freaking nerds like no. me have. No. no. So yeah, no. there's different levels of being a Tolkien fan, and Doug yeah. is not that not that level. <laughs> <laughs> the frosted raspberry pop tart of high fantasy. I love it. I love it. That oh, is going to be a thing. That is. I, I, I love it so much. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's kind of uh, those are those are some of my honorable mentions. The other one that I'm excited for, but I don't think it'll be coming out in 2022. In fact, I'd be very, very, very surprised if it is. But Simon uh, is going to be launching a Kickstarter for Marvel Marvel Zombies. 
which is like a zombicide uh, game of the the Marvel, okay. you know, uh, zombies uh, comic. Uh, so I'm excited for that. I'm kind of looking forward to that. I don't know if I'll back it, but I'm excited to see what that's like. And I would be surprised if they deliver that within a year um, because of the scope of that project. Uh, I'm sure it'll probably probably deliver in 2023. So that, that was kind of that was something that I put down, but I don't think that that's uh, that's going to going to come out in 2022 uh, although I'm, I'm interested to see what uh, what it entails so cool uh, anyway so my first most anticipated tabletop my board game is a game from awaken realms let me just uh let me bring it up this is a, it's kind of like the second edition of a game that they put out called Nemesis, which you can see there on the screen. This is Nemesis Lockdown. Now, Nemesis. More Nemesis. Yeah, Nemesis is basically Alien, or Aliens, the RP, the, the board game. Um, this one takes it like underground and in a base. It's got creepier, like kind of like bat aliens and. Those I've are terrifying. Tried... Yeah, I mean, and it's got like these these uh, these plant <sighs> aliens. It it looks really cool, and it's more Nemesis, which is which is what I like. I like the I like the original Nemesis game, so uh, I went pretty heavy on that one. So I'm excited for a Nemesis Lockdown. I know that uh, I think European backers are starting to get their pledges now, um, so I, I think it won't be too far before uh, we get uh, we get. Uh, our pledges here in the states uh of course it comes with some big boxes and some great miniatures uh, i was really impressed with uh with nemesis the first game uh it's pretty much everything that i, I wanted in a uh, uh in like an alien type of board game uh it's definitely one of those games that takes a while to play uh, there is a, a big learning curve and it's super super hard uh but it's super fun each time you play it um and it always changes every single time you play so i I'm super excited for Nemesis Lockdown. I think it's probably going to make it a little more gamey than than Nemesis, the uh, the first game. Uh, so, yeah, I, Awaken Realms really can't do too much wrong by me right now with uh, with their sci-fi uh, board games. Uh, I want more of this kind of I don't know universe in a, in a in a board game uh, just because I think it's super cool and they've been really good with their with their uh, miniatures and uh yeah i i, I love it I love this. <laughs> chris says nemesis the frosted raspberry pop tart of the alien settings oh goodness yeah it's great it's great i i uh i really uh i'm digging it and i'm excited for that i i hope that it should be here probably by march um if all goes well and uh yeah i don't know. I don't think I ordered. I don't think I backed. I have, I have like three copies of Nemesis, like the first game, um, which because I'm a weirdo like that. Um, but I think I only I don't think I only backed for one copy of, of Lockdown, which you know makes me kind of sad because I, I kind of wanted kind of want one of those uh, Sundrop because you can get the the minis and Sundrop, which is like shaded uh instead of like they're like pre-painted almost and, and man they do a great job with those so yeah my first uh my first tabletop game is or board game is nemesis lockdown by awaken realms excited for it so uh amanda what is your first 
so in in line of things that were uh previously backed and are on their way and were sort of supposed to come out in 2021 and then didn't because they were stuck <laughs> on the other side of the world for an inordinate amount of time mm -hmm. um, apparently my uh, copy of Yangsha is uh on its way to me now like like we have a tracking number so it's, it's like actually gonna show up yep I, I'm very excited about that. I've been seeing other people get their copies of it uh, online for the last couple of months at this point now, and it's been very exciting waiting for <laughs> waiting for mine to show up. I'm really excited about this game. Uh, it originally funded in the summer of 2020, um, and it was supposed to come out in 2021, and then um, it got stuck in China for a long time at the at the manufacturers. Uh, and so that that also pushed back a lot of other stuff for Wedding and for a lot of the other people involved with that because one of the other projects I'm supposed to be involved with or I am involved with that was supposed to be funding this past fall we pushed back because this game got held up. So yeah, that's that, that that's a thing that happens. <laughs> it, is, it is a lot of a lot of uh, publishers are dealing with that at, at, at this moment. And, and, yeah, because you, know. you don't want to start a new project when you're waiting to finish fulfilling your your previous project, even if you know it's going to happen. You yep. don't want to start like getting knee deep in something new until that commitment is completed, and that's part of what's made a lot of these delays. But a lot of people have already gotten theirs. Mine is stateside and on its way to me now, so I am extremely excited about that. Uh, that was one of the games that I actually got to see at Gen Con, and mm -hmm. uh, that that is a great. It's a it's an awesome box set. There's it's chock full of content. It's very very heavy, and I think that was another reason why you know I think I think probably shipping it, it probably costs a lot more than they <laughs> yeah. initially anticipated. But man, yeah, because that that box is super heavy. Um, but yeah, it looked really, really good, and uh, I, I know that uh, we've we we had uh, Banana and I think some of the co-creators on uh, on the stream when when that Kickstarter was going on. So that was really nice to uh, see that finally uh, in fi finalized product and mm -hmm. on shelves. And I think Wedding, you know, just airdropped a few copies just to kind of show folks that it was on the way uh, at Gen right. Con, and I don't think they had any at. Um, Origins or at PAX Unplugged. Oh, they might have had some at PAX Unplugged. Now that I'm thinking about it, because Banana was there. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it was it was uh, nice to see that uh, that finalized product, and I, I think uh, that's going to be a big big success for them. So, yeah. so very awesome. excited to to have that showing up any day now. Uh, Barney, what do you got for uh, for your first uh, most anticipated game? Well, I, I sent in the prior. I sent you the links if you wanted. Yeah, to. I, I, I got them. I got them. Okay. All right. I just do. We'll do one at a time. So I'll just do yeah. uh, the first one. So there's two things that I always talk about that I'm like a huge that I, that I, that that I that I totally raspberry pop tart over all the time. Yep. There's two things. Frosted frosted raspberry pop tart. All right. So the, those frosted. two. Yeah, th those two things is one World of Warcraft and World of Warcraft, and the other one is Changeling the Dreaming. So I want to talk about. So. Um, Chris Metzen, Chris Metzen, who is one of the, the creative developer of basically of, of the Warcraft, he's he's basically the the guy who is the 
the guy who created the story behind Warcraft, like mm -hmm, the, mm -hmm. the lore, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So before before um, everything kind of went, yeah. Anybody that's been watching the news lately, the past several months, uh, Blizzard's been um, not in a very good spot with when it comes to union busting and uh, all kinds of things they've been doing. So, needless to say, all the people that kind of created Blizzard left about a decade ago or so. Um, Chris Metzen left and started his own his own company called Warchief Gaming. And he just had launched a pretty successful Kickstarter that actually 10,000 plus backers on uh, that. And he made about $1.5 million on this Kickstarter. He just came out Goodness. with um, it's basically, he is a huge fan of D and D he grew up on it. He actually then created this five E five E campaign, um, fifth edition campaign. That is basically what we all dreamed of every, what we always wanted to do when we were kids, kind of like via like, kind of like Dragonlance. He created the, 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 the world he created when he was in high school, he now made into a, a five E, uh, Dungeons and Dragons campaign with new races, new classes. Um, and it is just an fun, amazing, like just high fantasy. Um, I see this it reminds me a lot when we talk about the different D and D worlds, you had your forgotten realms, you had your Ravenloft, you had your Greyhawk, your dark sun. Mm -hmm. This is a very unique and new world itself, which I, I, I would love to see that be based off of kind of like, on par of the the classic worlds of of uh, D and D, though. Nice, yeah. No, it's 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 interesting to see how how many we've seen a lot of these like five E supplements and source books that that uh, are not you know Wizards of the Coast uh, right. you know books that have really kind of taken off on Kickstarter, which is great to see. And this looks like it's uh, super high high quality it looks like they they've spared no expense as far as art and everything and that's always it's always key when you have a fifth a fifth edition supplement that's not wizards of the coast because got to bring the production value yeah yeah because people expect a certain a certain level when with their uh, their products so this is yeah. interesting I, I i must have missed this one on, on kickstarter yeah, it looks it, like it was I back i was gonna find ones that you guys haven't heard of before. it was back on uh, it was uh, april of 2020 that uh that it kickstarted so although i don't really have my ear to the ground on a lot of 5e supplements to be honest with you just because i'm not a big 5e player so yeah. that that uh that that's one of the reasons why it might have slipped underneath under I, my I, radar I, but I, no I, I'm, I'm excited I, i'm glad that uh you know yeah so so if anybody's interested in this on the audio just go to this warchiefgaming.com nice. um has that there and he's uh it's a uh, he created that he created that company and and for me, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not so much as IPs as I am backers. Well, I mean, not backers, but as creators. Yeah. Like if I find a create, it's the same thing when you think about when it comes. And they've, you know, go in art school. I hung out with a lot of filmmakers, and every of these filmmakers would always ask me, "Is like name your five favorite movies?" And nine times out of ten, four of those five movies have the same director to it. So, you know, you follow, you know, following creators instead of following genres you're gonna probably be better but, off. but barney it, it's it's one thing when when like your favorite five movies are like police academy one through five you know of different course they're gonna have the same different directors oh, are they different directors oh, yes, huh. of course yeah <laughs> oh man 
Uh, all right. So my second uh, most anticipated, this is a board game uh, that I'm really excited about. And I've talked about this quite a bit. And this is from a, a kind of a smaller studio. Although they're getting kind of big uh, over, over in the UK. Uh, this is, uh, and I know that this is a, a game that folks are already starting to get their uh, pledges for uh, in the UK and in Europe and, and, and other places of the world. But Core Space Firstborn by Battle Systems Limited. Uh, Core Space is like, so Core Space is probably one of the best implementations of like an rpg and a board game at the same time um you basically have this crew and this this core space firstborn is is actually the follow-up to core space uh the the first the first box set where you had two different crews and you can kind of go head to head it was pvp and you could play a solo or you could play co-op whatever um this is a, a truly like a solo uh, experience unless you wanted to, unless you bought uh, other other crews for it. But basically, it's like kind of like uh, what am I think? Like kind of like Firefly a little bit with uh, some, some more creepy alien stuff. That's that's kind of one thing you're gonna notice with the theme. Creepy alien stuff is is Doug's jam, and that's that's kind of yeah. <laughs> um, the thing that I love about uh, about core space is it comes with all this like cardboard terrain. So it really has some great table presence. I'm trying to find an, an image. See, I don't know if you can see that, but like all that stuff is all 3D on the, that board. So like, oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, it takes you a little while to set it up. Wow. Yeah. You but once build you all the little walls and stuff. Right. You build all the corridors and the walls and the windows and the doors and all that. And there's clips and everything. And yeah, that is kind of. Barney, it's kind of like your Legos thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You get to you, build a Lego set, you, and you then get you get to, to play a game. And well, then yeah, you get to play awesome. a game in it, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. We sold it to Barney. It, it's really kind of neat. And and the fact that they have all of this, plus a neoprene mat and miniatures and, you know, a really solid rule set for, uh, for, for this game, and especially for something that you can play solo and not feel like you're being gypped in, like, any type of gameplay uh way uh, i'm telling you this this is a really really cool and the other cool thing is if you're an rpg player not only do you have a board game but you have ter like terrain and minis that you can use in your if you play in a sci-fi rpg you don't have to use it just for this board game you could use it for just your rpgs in general and i think that this is just phenomenal i'm a big fan of what battle systems limited is doing uh, as, as products, and they've got a fantasy version of this game coming out. Uh, I think you'll probably see it kickstart later this year. Um, so if you are, you know, one of those frosted raspberry of fantasy fans, uh, you might see something that uh, it won't be, you know, it won't be, you know, Tolkien, of course, but it might be something that you might be interested in. Because uh, I think that this the system that they have in place for core space with their sci-fi settings and because it's campaign mode and you, you have a crew and uh, you have a ship and you're trying to like upgrade it and pay things off and you come across these different i think it's perfect you could retheme it to a fantasy uh version pretty pretty easily and uh i've got a he i've got my eye on core space for for quite some time and I, i'm i'm excited to see what uh what uh, what they do over there with uh with their next projects and it, whatever they put out it's a it's going to be decent quality and you're going to get your money's worth and i am excited to help them fund 
you know, future lines. I don't know if I'll go as heavy into the, the fantasy realm uh, version of this, uh, of this IP uh, or of the system, but uh, I definitely went pretty hard, uh, pretty big in the, um, uh, the core space in this, this follow-up uh, firstborn Kickstarter, uh, because I do have some of the, uh, the course, the regular core space uh, already. And the cool thing is it's backwards compatible too. So you can use the uh, the old stuff in with the course with the firstborn stuff and the firstborn stuff in with the the the, the first edition of the the game so i can't do can't do too much wrong with with the battle systems right now and uh, they, they've got some pretty good stuff like some great great products that uh, they're putting out and i think it's stuart that uh, is the guy that's in charge of all the engineering and and the basically is the head head guy over there uh, battle systems they're a uk company they've been, they've been doing dragon con and or dragon uh, dragon meat and the uk games expo and I, I don't know if they've ever come over to the states but if they ever do i would love to uh sit down and chat with them because i think that they're they, they they're doing some pretty cool stuff so core space firstborn that's my other uh, most anticipated rp or most that's another one of my most anticipated board games of uh 2022 which hopefully once once it's received by uh, Kickstarter backers, it should go to retail here pretty soon. So uh, cool. I know a lot of sites are already uh, putting up pre-orders for uh, for their uh, the products that were funded with the Kickstarter. I was reading that graphic while you were talking, and it said that one of those miniatures was over 120 millimeters high. And that's yes. like that's like five inches. Yeah, it's a it's tall. Really it's big. It's got like these. It actually has like the. the I, I watched an unboxing of it. it. Actually, has like a, a a clear like I don't know what you want to call it. It's got like this clear base that mm -hmm. you can that, that you have to like keep it in when it's stored so that the, like the the legs of it don't warp oh, and everything. So it does, so, yeah. So they actually like he actually hmm. went above and beyond and made sure that like everything. Well, that's that nice because I know nice. every time I've gotten like miniatures like that from uh, certain other companies, Games Workshop, that <laughs> they are often warped and don't actually stand up. So right. it's <laughs> nice that that's not an issue for that. I mean, that's that's one of, like like I said, the, Stuart. I'm pretty sure his name is Stuart. Um, is uh, he's of course he's a gamer as much as as much as the rest of us. So he wants to make sure that his products are good you know and nice. so uh yeah i think uh, i think that's always nice to uh, see you know when when folks are just as much you know a fan as they are uh, an rpg or not rpg but a uh, a game publisher as well that they that they they put a lot of love and they want to make something that uh, they'd want to use as well so yeah i i'm excited for for core space I, I when when it all comes in i'll probably do an unboxing video and and uh show it off a little bit more so all right, Amanda, what do you got for your next uh, most anticipated uh, game of 2022? All right. Uh, well, since you didn't do an RPG, I'm also not going to do an RPG. I'm going to uh, my, my next suggestion my, will be an RPG. My This one is my card game. All right, all right. All right, so this is another one that I backed last year, um, and it's called Prosperity, except it's, it's spelled T-E-A at the end, like the beverage, and it is uh, a game of artisanal tea blending. Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah, so this is um, from Avon Gonzalez. Uh, it, it is a card game about uh, blending blending tea. I can send you the link if you're looking for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Can you send it over? Yeah, sure. Um, it 
is uh, very beautiful. They posted an update recently where they had just gotten the master production copy and it looks absolutely gorgeous. And the other really cool thing about it is, well, it's it's a very simple game. And so it's very easy to teach and easy to play, easy to learn. Um, It's aesthetically gorgeous. I love tea, so I'm on board with the theme. Um, And also because Avon's extremely uh, environmentally uh, conscious, everything in the game and all the printing, all of it is recyclable. The tokens are all going to be made of aluminum, so they're fully recyclable. um, And they're very committed to doing everything in a fully, like, renewable and... uh, low carbon emission to carbon neutral production so down to like personally biking to the post office to (laughs) send packages out yeah it's it's really cool um and i'm very much looking forward to this one yeah and the the limited edition box is like made of like laser cut wood it's so cool oh nice yeah very cool very cool Yep, and yeah. um, they do also always send, uh, like, they, they keep a certain amount of stock for themselves in order to also send to retail. So after Kickstarter backers will get this, it will also be available through retail channels as well. So. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, I, I I wanted to take a look at this because this was something that uh, I, I wanted to bring up on screen because I, I thought I had seen something that was like this at, uh, at Origins and at... Um, uh, Gen Con, but it was it was another it was a game called Chai, I think. So that that was when I was kind of like I was confused, oh, yeah. and then I was like, oh wait, game. no, no, that's a different game. So, <laughs> that is yeah, a different game. That is a different game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that, that's pretty cool. I didn't. Uh, this one kind of slipped under me un, under my radar as well. When when did this back on Kickstarter? It backed... uh, a while. It looks a while like a while ago. ago. Yeah, I'm trying to. I don't. Why is this so why why Kickstarter? Why is it so hard to find out when this happened? It was in 2021. It was. It was sometime in the last year. And it's yeah. uh the the anticipated uh release was March. It'll probably be a little bit later than that, but okay. probably not by a lot because they're on good track right now with getting it out. So nice. Nice. That's good. That's mm-hmm. good. Not much of a tea drinker myself. <laughs> but it should still be a fun game. But it should be a fun game. Yes. It should be a fun game. Barney, what uh, what do you got for us for uh, for your next uh, most anticipated? Okay, another one that you've uh, probably never heard of. I'm really happy to talk about it. I love surprising everybody. All right, let's see. Let's see if you let's see if you surprise me. Oh, this is a surprise. This is going to be a huge surprise for you. I want to talk about my tattoo. No, I'm kidding. Um, the the <laughs> I don't have a tattoo. No, you um, don't. I'm so, so, <laughs> so uh, what? What one? Uh, one creator that I've been following since 1995 is Ian Lemke, who is the basically the uh, the guy that was a lead designer for Changing the Dreaming Second Edition, First Edition. Yeah, no, First and Second Edition. And then he became the um, he was one of the writers for the First Edition of Changeling, and then he became the lead writer for the Second Edition. He also has uh, gone on to write for that Talisman role-playing game, um, that the Expanse role-playing game. He's done a lot of stuff. He's actually also did a, has written adventures for for anybody out there that's played Elder Scrolls Online. 
he actually uh, um, did the entire zone storyline for one of the one of the zones there. I can't remember offhand. So um, I follow him on on Patreon. He is now in the process of coming out with um, a new role playing game called uh, Nevermore: Tales of Gothic America. So and that his his new uh, company is called. You might have to help me out on the spelling of this, Amanda. Nepenthe. Nepenthe Games. So, um, really excited to get this is now in playtest mode. He's, when I playtested it with him last year, and I don't know if this is still on there, he's trying to make a game based off of using playing cards, kind of like uh, Castle Falkenstein. So, this is. Uh, quite the the fun and there's the system on there um so uh, yeah he's playing a standard deck of playing cards yeah so yeah. Or, or if you prefer a tarot deck which is yeah. what, uh, interesting yeah. yeah i've always uh, so i've always been kind of leery of of games that use that don't use dice like I don't know. There's just always something that like they're harder to play online than, than You're just you know you're just you're just in bed with big dice. That's why I am. I am in bed with big dice. I, I'm all about that big dice money. No and, more, no uh, more. You know, you don't do diceless role playing games. I'm always. I'm, I'm about that big dice Jenga. energy. Basically. You do the Jenga. That, you do the I'm... Jenga. You like the Jenga, right? Hey, 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 Barney. Yeah. I did know about this one. You know why? Were you were the artist for it. I'm working on it. <laughs> Nice. Okay. Nice. Right. Are you I am in fact working on it. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. As soon as he said Ian Lemke, I'm like, oh, I know what you're going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on this project. Nice. <laughs> yeah. No, Ian Lemke was my uh, episode 16 way back in when I did. And, and I, so I've been reading since obviously I'm working on it. I've been reading stuff and it's very cool and I'm excited yeah. for it too. Yeah. Yeah, so darn it! I thought I was gonna get three for three. <laughs> Not bad though. Yeah. I, I snuck that one in on you. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's good. See, that's good. See. So this, I, this I, is... I, I earned cred. It's a, it's a, it's a weird did. flex. I earned, I earned cred that I that I that I earned, that I knew something that Amanda also knew about that wasn't public so, knowledge. See? So so I'm I'm gonna put a flag on the play for the for this the suggestion though, Barney. Okay. Because this is a Kickstarter that's coming out in 2022. Right. So it's not actually going to be. Said games you're excited about coming out. You didn't say anything about it's Kickstarter. Coming. That are coming. Coming out. You didn't say play. Hey, come in. People play testing it. Hey, it's you can't. See, I'm, I'm going you know, to play that, some antics you, you. Because you don't necessarily know. Because a lot of times a Kickstarter, there will be it's like true. a playable PDF. That's already true. Ready to go at the end of the campaign. That's so. true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I'm, go I'm playing semantics with you on here. You didn't. Yeah, I know. I, I see that. I see that. <laughs> This. When I put it, when I when I put on my, my like, blue blocker glasses, I make it I, I I look smarter than I actually am. It's it's like when when the ref <laughs> makes a call and the coach like calls for the video review. Yeah. And uh, they go they 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 rescind the 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 call on the field. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, never mind. I got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's a technicality. Yeah. <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna charge you a timeout for that. Uh, the, that uh, review there, Barney. So good, good job. I appreciate it. Thank good you. Job. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the Doug my hands clapped and kind of thank you, thank you. This Doug does this all the time. Okay. I do, I do, because I appreciate everybody that uh, yeah. you know. 
it's, it's weird because you can't like you, with with mass and everything you can't like show your appreciation as well you so gotta just, do, maybe I go like, like this i go yeah. like this a lot but like, you did that you. before too well, you gotta you know. take it. You gotta you gotta take it the next step. That you kind of do this. You kind of like bow and then do that with your fingers and go. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's you know a that people less miss. respectful, Barney. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't think. I, I'm gonna say <laughs> no. How about that? This? That you one, I'm go. actually going to give you a flag on the play for that one. Like a little. Aaron says perhaps this episode should be the most anticipated games coming to retail in 2021. Okay, no, we've well, already had 2021. This is 2022, Aaron. This is the, and also, yeah, he's making the joke none because of us, of that, because none, of that. And yeah. none, none of us know what's going to happen in, That's true. In, in 2022. That's true. That's true. We're not. We're not. We're no. We're anticipated. We're, we're hoping that these yeah, things actually hoping. happen we're this hoping. year. <laughs> You know what we should do? Take it even a step further and say most anticipated games that were supposed to come out in 2020. <laughs> Goodness. Yikes. Goodness. Uh, well, speaking of games that I think mm, I think this was supposed to come out. No, it's not. It was not. It was anticipated to be delivered in January of 2022. So we're still good. And I'm trying to see if... if uh, yeah, it was supposed to... So we're pretty close. They've got a few more weeks. Uh, if not, it'll be just barely missed the uh, the cutoff, which uh, the that they were supposed to they were going to try to have it. But my most anticipated RPG, and this should shock no one because I'm and I know I'm going to get trolled in the chat for this, but I am actually really excited for this RPG, and we've played it on the show before because of, we've gotten the PDF because of Kickstarter backers have already gotten the PDF. Um, but I know this is a game that is already on a boat to Kickstarter backers. But, of course, that is Death in Space. Death in Space. This is, of course, creepy alien. No, it's not. Well, kind of. It can be, I guess. But it is a very rules-light sci-fi, you know, end-of-the-world sci-fi apocalyptic game. And it uses the Mork Borg engine, which, of course, we all know is super easy to, to play and super easy to just pick up. Uh, I'm sure the, the book is going to be amazing. If it's anything like Mork Borg, it's going to have some really cool you know, effects on it, which, are, of course, it's going to have holographic foil on the front. Um, I think I even ordered two copies or back for two copies of this game just because I wanted one so that I could you know, put it in my bag and one to keep on the shelf. Because you all know that that's what I love to do if I really love a game system. Uh, in a game is I usually have three copies. I have two physical copies and one PDF copy. And usually one of those physical copies just doesn't leave my, uh, my archive. And it's one of those collector's copies that uh, I love to have just on the shelf. This is a game that uh, I think is going to be super fun. I was actually shocked that this was not on N-World's top 10 most anticipated RPGs list. It didn't even get an honor honorable men mention. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm wondering if this is going to, you know, fly under a lot of folks' radar, um, or maybe it's just the fact that maybe like sci-fi settings or people are are, are set in what they want to play in uh, for uh, you know kind of that creepy, you know, end of the universe kind of sci-fi, you know, RPG systems. I, I don't know. I think this is going to be a great game, and I have I don't will it be as popular as Mork Borg. That's kind of up to up in the air. I, I I doubt it, but I think it will be super popular for uh, 
for the folks that because uh, it's from the folks at Stockholm Cartel, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. I'm trying to see if I can find who's uh, who's behind this. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it's the Stockholm Cartel folks that uh, the same kind of the same folks that that, that are kind of the same group that do. Uh, uh, more who is orb. making this game? I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see. That's what it says. Oh, who's right making there. this game? There we go. That's what I said. Is that you were there? You there we had go. It. <laughs> so it's uh, Christian. Uh, I'm gonna murder that last name. Pl- Plug Force and like. Carl Nibi- Nibulus. Oh, but of course they they've worked on uh, quite a few other games. One of which was the uh, Fairtory for Mark Ward, <clears throat> and uh, they've also put out. Yeah, they're they're from Sweden. Uh, they're just uh, they're great, and then of course they get a whole bunch of other folks that are uh, uh, that are yeah. So it is it's under Stockholm Cartel Cosmic Gaze yeah, awesome. And of course, Free League uh, the Free League Workshop is going to publish it for them. So I, I think it's going to be a great game. It's going to be you know one of those uh, it was a five format books and uh, be super easy to pick up and play. And in fact, I think we'll probably do another actual play of, of Death in Space at some point on the on the show, maybe even this month. Uh, so. I, I'm excited for that. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a great game once it's all said and done, and uh, I think folks are gonna really enjoy it. I know that there was a, also another game called like Grim Space, Grim Vast that came out that was trying to kind of emulate this, but I think same kind of vibe. Yeah, I, I, th- I think uh, Death in Space is probably gonna. It's pro- It's a little more involved just because you've got a ship and you've got uh, uh, you know uh, so, some more rules besides uh, you know just kind of that uh, more org. Uh, uh, re reskin that they've got going on, so it's, it's a little more involved than than uh, what uh, what some of those other uh, sci-fi hacks and more Borg are, are are at now. So uh, let's see here. Aaron says I'm looking forward to Vagrant Song, uh, Merchants of the Dark Road, and hopefully Arcris for board games uh, for RPGs and One Ring Second Edition. Yeah, that's. Uh, it's definitely uh, definitely one that uh, folks are really gonna, and that should be out hopefully first, hopefully first quarter of this year uh, to, to folks. So, yeah, that that's my most anticipated RPG. I'm and I was really shocked that that was not on the the top ten list of uh, most anticipated for any world. But right. I, I thought for sure it would be one of those. Uh, it was surprising to see on that top most anticipated list that there were a lot of. RPGs that that had been on there since last year, their, their entries from last year that hadn't. Of course, we we all know that there's delays that happen because of everything that's been going on. Uh, but there was one entry that was been on there for three years. This is the third year in a row that oh it's on goodness. there, which is crazy um, to think about. Uh, so you know, if if anything is in uh, all, I can in- think is I do not envy that product production manager. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I, whoever's it, in charge of that well, property. Here's the, th- here's oh, the thing, no. though. It, it, it's it's probably good because a they probably went back to the drawing board with with after play tests and and like hey we needed to make some some you know pretty good revisions to this system, uh, or b they just you know had they were waiting I'm, for the right time. So I'm sure ultimately it will be good. Yeah, but I still do not envy the person in that no, position. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, <laughs> So you know that wasn't that wasn't to mean as you know the fact that it was on there for the third time is isn't a slight oh. and, and by any means um, it's probably really smart marketing on the on their part. Yeah, um, no, but, it probably uh, is, and you never know what's going on. But I just I just 
oh, I just know that like having been on a few projects that have dragged out for multiple years past when anyone intended them to, it's it's usually not a fun time, even if it's no. the right decision and ultimately leads to a better end product. It's it usually means a certain amount of suffering on the creative team's part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, so yeah, that's my top. That's my top RPG that I'm most anticipated for, and that that should be out here hopefully in the next first quarter as well of of 2022. So I, I won't have too much to too too long to anticipate for it uh, to arrive. So uh, then I'm gonna have to find another RPG to anticipate here in 2022 once yeah. once Death in Space arrives. Uh, Amanda, what's uh, what's an RPG that you're uh, so. You're... An RPG I'm looking forward to, which is also on track to release when it's supposed to, which is in March this year, uh, is called Anamnesis. It is a single-player uh, journaling-type RPG uh, where you use a tarot deck in order to play out recovering lost memories. Mm -hmm. And this uh, successfully funded last fall, it looks really interesting and it will after it goes out to backers i'm pretty sure it's supposed to be published on um let me send you the link to this too if you want to pull that up while i'm talking about it i'm pretty sure after it goes out to backers it's also going to go up on itch so it will be available to other people as well um uh, but it just looks really interesting and i really like um I like solo RPGs in that they're a really fun creative exercise and you don't have to worry about trying to coordinate with people or, uh, you know, make sure that people can't can or can't all be in the same room as that's right. an ongoing concern right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to this one because it seems like a really neat idea and a really fun like i just like single like solo rpgs because they're basically like a creative exercise so i think that's this one looks like it's going to be really interesting that's cool so again this is another card-based uh, rpg which i am yep. not about because yep. so, so... i'm all about that big dice energy right there so <laughs> <laughs> you're in the a pocket of, the, of big dice uh, man that's a lot yeah, of the crazy. journaling ones are based on card decks just because you have a lot more opportunity for prompts I think is the is the idea there sure but yeah this is by uh samantha lee and should be nice. coming out in march ish very cool awesome that is another game that i had not heard of hmm. yeah. uh right on amanda solo rpgs rock that's what ron fraser yeah. says thank you ron Absolutely. thanks ron i think it's cool uh yeah all right uh barney what do, what do you got for your final uh final most anticipated rpg and to be honest with you to before you even say oh i bet you didn't even hear about this one i heard about this one i know about this person i know about this creator <laughs> so you can't say oh but you never heard about this you've never heard you're saying that because they sent you the link and that's for the only reason why no i i i've backed their products before have you Yes, come on, really? man. Really, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be an RPG content creator. <laughs> if, uh, go, in grab, go, go grab one of his books behind you. Then Let you me want see. me? You want me to bring up the PDFs? I'll bring up the PDFs. No, no, bring the PDF. Begin to bring. Can, the, the can you tell us? Have... Hey, Barney, can you tell us what the game is? Because okay, right now is. everyone is just being so, treated to right, YouTube so bickering. Anticipation. So, <laughs> as I've always said, the three things that I've always been a big fan of: World of Warcraft, Changing the Dreaming, 
and Adventure Time. Okay, so this guy, Dirk Stanley, is he's he's like it's like he's basically like if if doug uh, made games this is basically the fact is like he sleeps like three hours a night like oh, he just okay he just spends like he's created entire worlds he created this really fun one um that i saw and i backed it it was his, his far away land um and <laughs> not this one, Aaron. No, <laughs> he does. Yeah, Dirk Stanley does his own art, and he, he creates his own games. He does his own art, and he has well over a thousand pages of games that he's put he's put together. Wow. I should have brought. He's he's done. He's he's done full color, full color game, full color expansions to these games, and this is his latest Kickstarter. He does this not to make money. He does this as I think as a an impassioned hobby. If you mm. saw that, he pledged the pledge goal for this one was five hundred dollars. He made forty two hundred on this. Nice. He created his own world and all this kind of stuff. He made his own dice system, which is all um, system. It's all six sided, and it is just bizarre. It's basically as if Rick and Morty, family friendly Rick and Morty um, Adventure Time setting, basically. Look at this. This is his latest. Look at how many pages this is. Like it's. Oh my goodness. This is just his latest. He's done all. He does all the art for it. It's a fun. Not only is it fun to play, it's also just fun to read. These are his. Yeah, right there. These are his other books that he's made, for it. Um, it's he and this is coming out this year. Yeah. Um, um, it's already made. It's a fun, fun, fun system to play and read. It's all ages. Um, he creates these characters, um, these worlds. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I've backed some of the, the his, pre, his previous uh, Kickstarters. And uh, yeah, I, it's fun. I'm not going to say it's not. It's it's good. There's a lot of... Uh, uh, a lot of gaming in that game. I don't think we've featured any of it on on the show, but uh, you know, I've seen uh, I've seen quite a few. Uh, what is this? This is what, his third Kickstarter or fourth? I'm gonna take a yeah, look here. Like that, yeah. Um, and I will just show, share with you really, really quick too. I'll just put it in the put it in the private chat nice. if you want to do this. He actually, um, he actually shared. Um, he was actually going to make a completely new game, um, yeah, called Me and uh, Mere Anarchy, and he made this same thing here. He made this like two hundred page game, and then he just like uh, any artist who uh, just hits a wall, he threw it all away and just made it a one page or a one page role playing game. <laughs> um, it's it's free to download if anybody's interested. Mere art. It's a, it's one of the itch.io's that you can get for it um it's uh i don't know if you can pull that up doug i just put it in the private chat um he um joined the facebook group for this too if anybody's interested because he has contests uh that you can do like this next this last contest contest is to make a um make your own random character um monster character um and he has on there he has a, a, a monster generator to do that with nice yeah, fun. Dirk Stanley, he's just a fun, fun guy. Like I said, he does all of his own artwork. Um, and um, and it's it's a 
he's he's a he's a he's a pretty fun guy. So yeah, check that out. So yeah, um, faruniverse.com is his wiki where he has all of the characters and stuff that he's made. So yeah, very cool, very cool. Yeah, I, I, the the Kickstarter that I backed was the OSR version of Far Far Away Land. I, yeah. That was the one that I that I uh, backed, and so I saw this uh, this other one pop pop up, and uh, I think I might have backed it for a dollar, but I can't remember. But I, I don't think I went all that all heavy on it. But uh, yeah, no, they pr pretty cool, pretty cool stuff. He's the kind of guy. He's the kind of the, the person where you you'll read this and you look at the you you'll read you'll look at like who is part of the project. This is like him, and then yeah. you read it's like this is four hundred pages. When does he sleep? Like he just like, like <laughs> you know, he, sleep is just wasted time. Yeah. See. Yeah. That's that's time that you could be doing something, like taking care of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, no, I so, so many, so many. I'm trying to think of if there's anything that I'm missing that uh, I, I'm excited that's coming out later this year. Um, I think you're going to see this year, 2022. I think you're going to see a big year on like pop culture IP games, like tabletop games. That's going to be board games. It's going to be RPGs. Cause we've already talked about quite a few, like I said, Transformers, GI Joe, Marvel zombies. Uh, I know uh, Funko games is going to Kickstarter for the first time with a Jurassic, like a big box Jurassic park legacy game. That's uh, that's coming out. It's going to be like 125, $150. Uh, they were promoting that quite, quite heavily at the PAX unplugged. Uh, so I, you know, I, I don't think, uh, I know that, uh, Dark Souls, the, uh, the RPG is coming out by Steamforge Games. I think you're going to see a lot of like big name, you know, pop culture, you know, IPs just, just come out with games this year that uh, you're like, oh, well, that's, I never thought that would be a thing, that's but a, I guess it is. That's a thing. That's yeah. a thing now. Um, you know, I, I, I'd love to see more of these games like i'd love to see a thundercats rpg although i don't know if the audience is is is, uh, is large enough for to support an rpg like that but i i know that like come on is is putting out a, a he-man uh and masters of the universe uh board game you know i i'm trying to think if, if anybody has any rp any ips that they'd like to see in some sort of tabletop form let us know in the comments because uh I, I think that I yeah because I think that uh, that aren't already out already but I think that would be pretty cool because I think I, I think this is going to be the year that you're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of games that are going to be big Matt you know a big IP that are going to be I, I know a lot of these IP games previously have been geared towards mass market and have been fairly like you know not not what you would consider hobby board games or tabletop games. I think you're going to see a switch in gears in 2022 to more companies taking these IPs and making them more of a hobby uh, tabletop game. Uh, and and we're going to see more of that in 2022 than, than anything. Rodriguez says Thundercats, it would be awesome. Yeah, I would love to see uh, Thundercats uh, as, uh, as an RPG or even just a table, just any kind of board game would be cool, especially if it has minis. Like, you gotta have Thundercats minis. Uh, Walter W says Matrix the RPG gonna happen. Actually, you know, that would actually be pretty cool. I don't know how they would do that. 
Barney, you, you've got you've got a uh, you've got a task for next episode. Get on it. You Get know on what? It. I've been I've I've been watching. You know, talk about nostalgia. I've been watching. Uh, National Geographic has um um eighties stuff. It has like all oh, the things about oh, the eighties. Okay. They just had been like eighties fast food. Like I would love to see a role playing game that is with Wendy and Arby. And that was well, a thing. Kentucky for oh, the, the, the Kentucky for, was it Kentucky? No, Wendy's made a the Wendy's 5e thing. But what about the Cola Wars? Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. uh, Aaron says, uh, I'd love to see a Western by Ask Feeling actually become available. I don't know what that is, but uh, other than that, a Men in Black or a Thundar the Barbarian RPG would be cool. Oh. Uh, yeah. Men in Black could be really fun. That could be Men a really that's be, a really fun be, setup. You could yeah. you could do a lot with that. That could be a really fun, a lot of potential there for episodic and campaign type play. Yeah, that, that could be a lot of fun. I'd like to see Jason and Wield Warriors. That would be a fun role playing game. What? Do you guys what? remember the Wield Warriors? No. Why? Why is? Why does Barney bring up same like, age? How do you? Why does Barney bring up these so these obscure like? <laughs> sh- from way back in the day, he's a hipster. He's like gonna come I, out with the most. I, you know, Barney's like, I, I, you know what I really enjoy a visionaries RPG. You know, the toy line only lasted three months, but uh, I'd love an RPG that for oh, the West, ten folks uh, that still collect those toys. Jody says say that, that West End Games did a Men in Black RPG. I don't, I did not see that, but I, yeah, sounds good. Uh, yeah, Rodrigo says he thinks, thinks there was a Men in Black RPG as well. Was it? Uh, was it in West End Games? West End Games. Here, yeah, you know what we need? We need a. We need a. It, Robo but it was form. like it was like in 1997, like shortly after the movie came out. Was was it? Uh, who who published it? Was it by West End? Yeah, it was West End. Wow, West End interesting. We need we need one about RoboForce right here. I got the two guys right here. You got so Max. it's. It's so, so it's drastically out of print and yeah, yeah, impossible yeah. to find now. <laughs> sure. sure. Ro- Roboforce, though, evidently is not uh, out of print. Barney has some some. I yeah, got thanks. the two main ones right here. Right. Yeah. Thanks for showing those. Those the, the audio podcast is definitely of, uh, of Roboforce. Audio right podcast here. is loving this. Yeah, yeah, this is quality content for the audio podcast, Barney. Oh, they're used to it by now. (laughs) If they haven't tuned in live, they they already know Uh, that they're missing out. Highlander, Highlander RPG. That would be... But I thought there could only be one. They had... They had... um, um, So, this is going to date me. Do you guys remember... Maybe this. So, BJ, BJ Zanzibar's World of Darkness. Does anybody ever... Oh, Amanda, you're looking like you you did or did. I'm making the face of when you say something is going to date you, then no, obviously I don't remember it. <laughs> so, so anyway, so remember. 1995. <laughs> so I'm sure the chat for people who listen to might be doing. So 1995, when like the internet was like everything was doing all that stuff, they actually had anybody that was playing World of Darkness. There was this one guy that was out of college that combined all of like the 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 people the homebrew clans or werewolf tribes or all that kind of stuff would put together this place and it was called bj zanzibar's world of darkness and he had everything on there somebody did a homebrew of highlander in the world of darkness setting because it kind of you can kind of fit it in a way of just the setting itself 
of you know the kind of like a you know modern you uh know, yeah i could see highlander fitting into a world of darkness setting very easily yeah. yeah so people would play that that was pretty fun yeah uh, Aaron wants to know, what if Disney did a Jumanji or Jungle Cruise RPG? I don't think Disney would do it. I think they'd probably license it out to somebody. Uh, but uh, I don't know. A Jumanji RPG? I think, I think, I don't know if you could do it. Like, because Jumanji is so tied to a board game. It's a board game. It would be hard to kind of turn that into an RPG. Um What's what's the uh, what's the game where they go into like the video game and, and... Tron? No, 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 no. Although that would be a cool RPG, I guess. If, yes, if you wanted but to... what what are no. you thinking of, Doug? I'm thinking of what's the one with the with the with the Rock and uh, Kevin Hart. That was and Jack Black. Yeah. Was that John? Was that? that was oh, that was the yeah, second one. The that was the Jumanji. second one. That yeah. was the new one. Okay, so yeah. you could probably do it with maybe a newer like video game version that wasn't tied to a board game, but I, I don't know. I. Oh yeah, let's. That's just totally the the thing that we were just talking about. Old man shoot over here. Old man shoot. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh man. Oh yes. Hungry Ewok says Battle Beast, and I think Battle Beast is one of those IPs from the '80s that didn't get a whole lot of love here in the states, but there is like this whole underground like fandom of Battle Beast that if you put it a Battle Beast RPG out, especially if you had some sort of mechanic with the, uh, the rub symbol where you had like fire, earth and water and, and like, and you had some sort of way to incorporate that with uh, some sort of combat um, in, in the RPG, that would be super, super cool. So Walter says he's surprised there isn't a wheel of time RPG. There was yeah. at one point, a wheel of time RPG. Oh, uh, there yeah. was, it's not in print anymore. Um, that was, I'm pulling it up now because I've seen it before. Like I, I've, I've, I've actually seen it. Um, it was a while ago. When was it published? WTF uh, is a battle beast. Uh, you don't know what battle beasts are? <laughs> battle beasts are great. You need to Google battle be Google battle beasts, and it actually is an IP that's tied to the Transformers universe. Anyway, yes, hey look, Barney has it. Yeah, it's a D20 game. It was actually published by Watsy. So interesting. It was quite some time ago, but actually I think I probably have it somewhere, like in in some of my stuff, because my husband almost certainly has it because he's a huge Wheel of Time nerd. See, and that's one of those that's it's like an Amazon series that I just can't like get into. Like I've tried watching it a few times and I just can't. I don't know. It's it's, it's it takes a bit. I kind of started getting into it. I, I'm in episode four. It kind of picks it's, up. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you, you say that like you didn't just say what's chasing the wheeled warriors? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Fair, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Battle Beast is is uh, was super. Actually, Battle Beast was a little more prominent in uh, Japan. Uh, when they did uh, the uh, Headmasters Transformer series over there, so and also the other one would be uh, um, millions of unusual small creatures lurking everywhere. Do you guys remember that one? What? what? I love how Barney just brings up these things and our, our faces. So just I did the chat though. This one: like, millions of unusual small creatures lurking everywhere. 
Oh, you muscles. Muscle man. Yeah, yeah muscle man. Yes. Yeah, okay. That's what it stands for. How do you say muscle? Muscle man. What it stands for? Uh, Aaron wants to know: Was there a Scooby Doo RPG? Uh, I don't think so. You know what I? I love. I don't Aaron's know. Facebook picture because it fits him asking a question in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Galaxy or do you, uh, Rodrigo says, "Do you guys remember Galaxy Rangers? That would be nice too." Yeah, Galaxy Rangers actually would be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jody says, "Wheel of Time is selling for a lot on Facebook auction sites." So. I bet. Barney, you could cash in right there. That's look at that, huh? Might be able to pay my heat bill this year, this month. <laughs> oh, Walter says uh Walter says uh, they're on uh, book eight. The series sucks. Sorry. Oh, oh. wow. Um I I'm uh I think I'm into like the third or fourth episode, and like I just can't like something other like I get like that, like where if, if it doesn't like draw me in and suck me in, like I get easily distracted and, and brought onto uh, other series. So it's like, it, I've I've watched the whole thing so far because Derek is a huge fan. So like we're watching it together, and a certain amount of it is just like he's excited about it, and so I mm. just am watching it because because he's into it, and then he's also like interpreting. So there's uh... a lot of like oh, well, this is how this actually happens in the book. And then this thing is important later because of this. So I'm getting like an annotated experience yeah, I, watching I, this show. I get that when I bring Which my wife different. to movies that are based on books. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a different experience to just watching it. I have no idea what just watching it would be like because that is not the experience I'm having. <laughs> so there is a bubblegum uh, bubble shoe RPG that is a non-branded Hanna-Barbera type, <clears throat> type game. Oh, cool. You uh, probably didn't want to hear me take a drink right there. Uh, let's see here. Andrigia uh, <laughs> says, uh, I think I'm older than all of you, and I don't know what <laughs> IPs Barney keeps bringing up. He's bringing all this <laughs> random stuff up. Yeah, Barney. I mean, I'm all about... Uh, like obscure 80s like ips but man you know what they should do captain kangaroo rpg that would be that's did anybody that's have any do. other anticipated games okay 2022 done yet doug so what's that i, mean, I did have a couple done. more but oh did fine. you have some other no i didn't i don't have that's that's basically all i had for uh I'll so do what, a, what do you got i'll, what do, you I'll got do a for... quick lightning round okay sure rather sure. than than belabor the point so other ones i'm super excited about supposedly coming out before the end of the year from hunter's entertainment an exquisite crime which is uh you play it's an rpg where you play the game exquisite corpse in order to solve a mystery i'm very excited about this i love playing exquisite corpse that's the game where everybody draws part of a drawing but you don't see what each other are working on and then you have like this weird collaborative drawing at the end i'm very excited about this because it's it incorporates things that i already enjoy and it's weird uh and i'm also looking forward to mecha and monsters evolved is coming out in april question mark hopefully still coming out in april from gallant night games so uh mechs giant giant stompy robots and and kaiju and they fight the rpg tiny d6 system so you know it's going to be uh fun and easy to get a hold of and to play and teach looking forward to that too um i'm also looking forward to i'm keeping an eye on uh 
Charles Ferguson Avery, the uh, designer and artist behind Into the Weird and Wild and the artist for um, Never Going Home, is currently organizing an alternative to Zine Fest since a lot of game designers are moving away from Kickstarter. Um, he's organizing an alternative Zine Fest type situation, which is just called the February zine month thing question mark as of right now. So I'm keeping an eye on that because I'm very excited to see what comes of that. That's almost nice. certainly going to have a bunch of really neat, um, unusual independent small games. So the, the speaking of independent small games that, uh, uh I'll tell you that, uh, uh, the next edition of, uh, free RPG day, the, the book that's put out by, ninth level games trying to remember what it's called the anthology of like indie rpgs that they put out every year uh level one that's what i don't know why i couldn't think of level one uh th they're taking submissions as well right now so if you have a uh, an rpg like a small rpg oh, cool. that uh, you would like to uh, have published uh, submit it to uh ninth level games and they'll put it in their uh, level one uh, anthology for free RPG day. Uh, maybe, maybe you even have like a, a kitchen appliance RPG that you're working on and, and you want to submit it. it. It might, uh, might end up in there. Last year they said they had quite a few, uh, quite a few entries and they actually had to turn some folks away, unfortunately, because the, uh, the amount of, uh, you know, folks that had, had, uh, submitted games was just a lot larger than they anticipated than it did for the first, uh, first volume. So, uh, that's really cool that the folks are creating games and, and kind of, uh, getting getting a little bit of a sh spotlight shown on on these uh, creative minds that uh, are, that just want to create something zany and kind of neat and kind of you know something that's not really all that uh, common. So I'm I'm cool. I think it's I think it's super cool by ninth level that they're doing these uh, these anthology uh, series every every free RPG day. Uh, let's see here. Regio says, "Doug, that's my claim of oh, In the chat, they they, uh, they mentioned uh, Captain Kangaroo uh, retired from to Vermont, and uh, actually he he retired to yeah he did retire to Vermont, uh, and uh, he uh, actually I sold him a cell phone at one point uh, back in the day back when he was alive. Super super oh, nice. You're guy. the one. Super super nice guy. Super nice guy. <laughs> um, and Regio uh, says, "Dirigo, Dirigo, Dirigo, obviously from Maine." Which is why his username is Dirigo Allagash. Gotcha. Dirigo says, uh, Doug, that's my claim to fame too. Worked as a temp postal worker and delivered to Stephen King's house. Did not meet him though. Dirigo must live up in my neck of the woods. I live yeah. not in the, in the, uh, within striking distance of Bangor area. So. Rodrigo oh. says Blade Runner RPG comes out this year, right? It does. Um, I, I don't know. Theoretically, it's supposed to. I don't know. I know that they'll probably have it up for uh, pre-order this year. Um, yeah, I think I think it's supposed to be. It, it was the number one RPG on uh, N World's uh, most anticipated RPG list. Uh, I, I am excited for that. No, there's no doubt. But I, I really didn't want to come off as a, a free league uh, shill. Uh, on the stream so uh i did not include it with my list but uh yeah it, it i believe it, it as far as we know it's 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 expected to come out this year anticipated not guaranteed right, right. just like everything else you know, I, I, I... <laughs> we're anticipating things we're not making ironclad predictions 
but yeah, it, it should be super fun. Uh, what I've seen so far is uh, really, really good. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I know it would be a super successful RPG, just like, uh, you know, the other RPGs that uh, Free League has put out. Uh, so, yeah, it should be good. should be good. I, uh, I think, I don't think that they're going to do a pre-order. For, I don't think they're doing a Kickstarter for that. I think they're going to do a pre-order, but that's just, I don't know. Don't take, don't take my... Uh, uh, word for it, I, I don't make those decisions for for the company. So uh, something is happening. With yeah, I know they'll, they'll they'll make something. one they'll make one uh, you know dis- decision here probably pretty soon. We'll probably hear about it here shortly uh, before uh, before the year gets rolling too far. Um, but yeah, it is very uh, it's it's going to be a great product, and uh, it's I mean it would make sense for it to be out by the end of the end of the year, just so then that way it's out for the holidays. So. Uh, yeah, I, but I, I, I can't say one way or the other. I, I know that that's the plan though. Uh, Jody says year zero Cthulhu. I know that that's in the works as well. I think that's kind of on, you know, the, the, the back burner for, for a lot of, uh, other projects that they've got going on at this point, but I know that there's, there's progress made on that as well. Uh, but that's all I can, you know, uh, this is, and this is in no way me saying anything official. So don't, uh, don't take that, uh, don't take this, uh, to the bank by any means. Uh, I have a copy of the altered carbon RPG. Yeah, that, uh, that was an RPG that, uh, was super, super hyped when it, when it was announced and when it launched. And then. I think because of the fact that the the show kind of ended, it's kind of lost some of its uh, some of its hype, and uh, it's unfortunate. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully that line does uh, still still do it okay for uh, for Hunters Entertainment for Renegade Games Studios. Uh, little east of Bangor, Amanda. Yeah, there goes from my neck of the woods. I'm north of Bangor, but there, that's there like the closest. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That, but that Bangor is like the closest um, real place. I, li- I live in the wilderness. Bangor is like the, the closest place with like a Walmart to where I live. Sure. sure. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I'm also oh, the inter- Coyote and Crow, Crow RPG. Geez. Yeah, that looked really good. It did look really good. I forgot about that one, but that did look really good. Yep. There's uh a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of RPGs. I had this conversation with, with someone uh, actually on New Year's Eve that, you know, this year for the Ennies, it's going to be super, super tough just because mm. there are a lot of RPGs that were supposed to come out the, the end of this year and that are probably going to hit the first two quarters of, of 2022 that were probably scheduled to come out, you know, uh, previously. And there are some really hyped products and games that uh yeah 2022 is not going to be an easy easy task for uh, voters on uh on the 2022 and by any means i think just because there's there's some great stuff coming out so cool i think that's is that is that all their uh, most anticipated rp tabletop games for 2022 Yes, I, I did my lightning round. So I'm good. nice, nice. <laughs> how how did you we do, Doug? Did we do it? Did you we did great? Did we you did great. Did we I mean, uh, I, you know, there wasn't. I, and the only thing, the only thing that that I didn't uh, didn't get in as much is uh, the swearing um, that uh, we usually get when Jason's on, right. and uh, we kind of stayed on the rails for the most part. Right. For the most part, <laughs> I mean, we did go off the rails a little bit. 
here and there when we talked about obscure IPs. Hmm. But that was mostly you, Barney. Right, so yeah, you did I, a great well, job filling in for yeah. Jason that way. Yeah. So, I mean, I did show off, you know, 100. So that was the first thing that we did. So he's I the know. villain of RoboForce. I know. I, I, I remember I, you, could, I, you could squeeze the fingers and they would come in. That was the big thing. And they had suction cups. Yeah. Yikes. All right. I guess that is going to do it for this episode of the Chaotic Goodcast. If you, like I said, if you have an IP that you would like to see become a tabletop game in 2022, <laughs> let us know in the comments. We'll answer it after the fact. I'll be glad. I appreciate everybody that tunes in live and that joins us every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern here on YouTube. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. Uh, just like all the folks that are here in the chat. Thank you so much for, for joining us this, for, for this session. Uh, it was chaotic, but it was so good. We will see you all next week. Have a great one. Thanks so much for watching this video. Uh, if you would be so kind, make sure you hit that like, comment, and subscribe, all the YouTube jazz that we're supposed to do here. Uh, it really is greatly appreciated. And if you'd like to support us more, uh, you can uh, check us out on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com backslash victoryconditiongaming. We have all sorts of Patreon perks, and it definitely helps support our show. Thank you so much. Got to uh, shout out to, and I think I already did one. I already did one shout out, but we got two two new uh, patron backers uh, on nice. our Patreon. Uh, shout out to Walter W. and to uh, Martin. Thank you uh, guys for uh, becoming part of our our uh, uh, patron Patreon community. Gre greatly appreciate that. It uh, nice. helps us. Uh, Yay, patrons! Helps helps us improve the show and uh, helps us afford those high end graphics like uh, our presentation. <laughs> you know. But no, no, I kid, but uh, uh, I kid about that. But it does, it does uh, help because all of this, the the website hosting and the 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 podcast, the audio podcast hosting, all that stuff, definitely uh, all the things, costs, yeah, costs us, things. Uh, costs us money, and it uh, helps keep the lights on. So, thank you so much for uh, all the folks that uh, contribute to to the patron, the Patreon, and and such. So. Barney, we're just going to have to have an episode of you just spouting off obscure IPs that, <laughs> that, that, that are probably like, what, what, what is it? Uh, what is what, what is the Hundred Acre Woods now? Is that that's a public yeah, domain? That's public two. domain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we should, you should just like spout off like like public domain IPs from because I'm, I'm guessing a lot of these probably are at this point. Oh, yeah, there's there's actually a public domain act. There's a Public domain superheroes. There's a big, huge page of all those that are. That's the whole thing. Yeah. That that is. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. How about this one? Let me. Here's another oh one. I want to show oh boy. Remember this one? It's you know this is this is basically a, an hour and a half of Barney show and tell. That's what this, this show has basically turned <laughs> That's into. What happens? It's like Barney's Bar, Barney becomes like a six year old kid that just shows his toys on hey, on hey, screen. Uh, look at this. Look at this. This. Barney, did I show maybe well, the last week I showed you guys remember Starcom remember Starcom oh yeah yeah we saw that we saw that we toy saw that already, already. Barney. Hey, yeah Barney, Barney. Barney you gotta come you gotta come to, to show and tell with something better than that God Starcom was nice huh? <laughs> I gotta finish I gotta figure out how much this uh Wheel of Time book is worth now that'd be good yeah mm. I wonder you 
Let, let us know in I the comments how much, how much the secondary market is going for. Uh, you I know what you do is you just look up completed auctions on, on eBay. We can, I can do right. that right now while we're chatting. I don't imagine that the copy that my husband owns is in good shape. It's probably in very bad shape, so it probably would not. How, how, what kind of shape is yours in, Barney? His looks uh, really good. Yeah. It's really good. Wow. It's like it, uh, someone's selling a pre-owned for 250 bucks. Good mm -hmm. grief. Um, Barney, that is going for like, yeah. Oh wait, the, the recent first. Okay, so it's going probably anywhere between one hundred and seventy-five, right? One hundred and eighty. Yeah, dude, that this, you could probably get like close to two hundred bucks. Well, uh, before eBay fees, of course. Look at that. Yeah, but it's it's like in pristine condition. Yeah, so. yours is in excellent yeah. condition. Hasn't been crayoned on or anything yet. No. Glad I was on the third shelf instead of the bottom shelf. This would have been already that's, crayoned. And you know what? That's why I have <laughs> those pristine archive copies that I of RPGs that I love. So then that way, you know, years from now they can be worth a lot of money. And right. my wow. kids can my kid my kids my kid can retire. Uh, you know, just sell just selling uh, rare RPG books. I have in here. This is here is um uh 1979 uh Knights Procession um Lego set which is I put together I, I was able to sell this for like 30 bucks and it's just like 10 Lego pieces 10 little Legos from 1979 vintage Legos vintage Legos so here's the thing that was actually on the news and I like my wife has always been eye rolling me when it comes to like I'm just going to buy some old Lego sets um there was actually a news, one of those like random news reports where it says Legos have actually increased in value faster than gold has. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I, I think it just says, it doesn't say anything about Legos. It just says much about don't invest in gold, basically. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Basically yeah I think yeah. that's the takeaway there. I think that's probably the takeaway. Maybe don't invest. That or Maybe someone, don't invest in gold. <laughs> Maybe that's not the best investment strategy. Either that or someone someone invested into the in the Lego and they wanted their stocks to, to go up. Right. See. Yeah. Exactly. But I, I do hear a lot though that um that um uh, we we you know uh, secondary sales of RoboForce figures are like out of control. They're like yeah, super, you should definitely put those. Expensive. Yeah, you should definitely buy. You, you know, it's stuff on eBay about Robo Force. It it is funny because like ten years ago we saw this resurgence in eighties toys, vintage toys, uh, just because all the all the kids that were that were my age, right, were, were finally getting careers and finally get, making you know money, and they actually had you know some some uh, discretionary income, yeah. and they were going back on on the secondary market and buying all these toys that they that they didn't get as kids. I'm going to be I'm going to admit that I was one of those. And you saw this big boom, like in the early 2000s, that were just like vintage toys, just from like the 80s that were like 15 to 20 years old, just skyrocketed because people were going back and like, hey, I missed I either either they had it as a kid and they had fond memories of it, or B, they never got it as a kid and they wanted to finally live out their, their childhood dream of owning this. And so it was just crazy how much these the secondary prices are. And I don't think that most of them have gone down. I mean, they probably have gone down some considering, you know, inflation and all that. But yeah, it's 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 crazy to think that we'll probably see the same thing happen here pretty soon. With I'm trying to think what what was popular in the two thousand like around two thousand that uh, 
the, the for I don't know what that was like. I guess that was kind of yeah, like yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, vi video tell. game like age, right? That was, and that's probably why we're seeing a sur uh, you know a big surge in in vintage video games. One of yeah. uh, one of Derek's students asked him recently. So my husband teaches a uh, freshman in high school, and one of them asked him recently, "Hey, uh, have you ever heard of a video game called Halo?" <laughs> Because there's like a newer Halo game out now, I guess. Right, right. But it's just like, oh, oh, child. <laughs> oh, sweet summer child. Well, no, it's, it's scary Hilarious. now. It's, it's scary now, yeah, where you have end up uh, people get carded. If if you're if it starts with 19 on it, you you automatically are old enough to drink now. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's crazy. That is that is true. Yeah. Yep. So 1999, like the year after I graduated college, people are old enough to drink now. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> You're doing the math, Doug. I'm yeah. trying to think. No, in 2022, you got people that are like 2000 or yeah. 2020, 2020. People who were born in 9-11 yeah. are now old enough to drink. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> You know what? I, here's the thing. I'm 45. When I thought about how people were 45, right? When I was a kid. I'm thinking, wow, 45. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> we just spent two hours talking about role playing games, and I've been holding up toys in front of a camera. This is I true. don't think I'm acting like the same as my father did when he was. No, no, no. That's that's actually a conversation I have quite a bit. Uh, you know, quite often. Those like, I, I know how my dad was at 45. He definitely wasn't this right here. Definitely, like this is <laughs> like, I don't know, like. I, where where that road turned and like i didn't stay on that but i'm definitely not uh not where where my dad was at 45 you know i think i think i'm fairly successful and i think you know as far as you know i don't think that the, I'm, I'm not saying that like i'm not saying it in a negative thing i just think that like our interests like diverged and like what was important for him at 45 really isn't all that like I mean, I, I think that there are some things that are important, like having a house and having a good job and, and right. you know, having means to take care of your family and all that. But I think that's but I think like whereas he was more into like, you know, sports cars and, you know, motors and hunting and, and all that. Like, that's just not what it's I'm not your jam. Into. You're right. It's not your jam. There is. I mean, I'm, I, actually, I remember the conversation I had with my father once and he was talking to me about he said. He went. He went farm science school. He got a he got a degree in farm science. He always wanted to be a farmer. He grew up on a farm, and then he ended up being the road commissioner at our local town for thirty plus years. And it was one of those situations where, like, when you have conversations with, like, say, like elderly relatives or your parents, where you see a wisp of them as a child. And I remember he asked him, "Is like." Um, I said, Dad, why did you decide to be a road commissioner? He goes, I always wanted to play with big toys. Like he was just like it was just like he always wanted to be. A, he always wanted to drive because I get to drive a bulldozer. I, yeah, it's like, so when you're like a five year old. You're like, I want to drive a bulldozer when I get older. I He's like, drive the big truck. I can drive. I can drive a grader. I can drive a bulldozer. Yeah. I can drive an excavator. excavator. Like yeah. he's like, why would you not want? That's awesome. I, I'm I drive a dump truck to work. Who could say that? Like, <laughs> like, so it's it's funny. It's like you can. It's and I'm wondering. It's like what was? 
I'd love to see some sort of like TED, TED talk about this or some sociology thing. It's like, why is it the Gen Xers are the first adults to give themselves public permission to still play with toys? Like, not like toys, like uh, culturally appropriate toys of like, okay, you're 45. Like, is it video games? Like, we're the first generation that just like grew up on video games? Is it, was it that our gen, like the generation that raised us? Um, kind of transition that because like the greatest generation that raised baby boomers kind of had higher expectations or more thing at this point you're an adult is it because the term teenager was kind of created the generation before us i mean there's just i'm wondering of what why at our ages as adults that we don't feel shame in doing that like i'm just i'm thinking about that like i go to work i don't I'm not ashamed when I talk to like people like, hey, ever played Dungeons and Dragons? Talking about that, like it's not a big. Well, yeah, I mean that yeah. that's kind of a whole other topic, I think, too. Role playing games have definitely become more mainstream in the last, you know, probably five six years than, than they have, uh, you know, in, in any point in history. But because you know, back when I was a kid, you you wouldn't you know, even a teenager, you wouldn't dare mention that uh, you played role-playing games because that, that would make you a super nerd just like everybody else and you were like and also the devil right oh yeah well that too i wasn't gonna go <laughs> i wasn't even gonna touch that but yeah and that, also there, there was also in the, was in, the, in, the, in the 80s yeah that, that was another big reason why i wasn't able to play our, our you know D and all those games um but uh yeah i don't know i, 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 I there's don't gonna know. be something about yeah there's gonna be you know as much as like we've always you know, like Gen X is like the 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 step like the 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 middle child of the generations. Like we're just completely ignored, we're forgotten about. But there is that transitional generation that we represent that has made it okay to still have the same passions you had when you were a kid. Yeah, those uh, are very cool. Yeah, I'll see here. Uh... Slightly terrifying, but very cool. Would you say the 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 Dirgio? Dirigo. Dirigo. Allagash. Says uh, I have a sawmill. You're not uh, no allowed why. to come to Maine anymore. It's fun <laughs> as heck to make your own lumber and then dice towers with said lumber. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. 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 No, I I don't know. I don't know why. Like it's it's funny because like you know I I don't think. You know, I, I still think that my parents don't know exactly or comprehend exactly what it is that I do. On they know I do gaming stuff, but they have no idea. Like I think they have no idea what like the scope of. Your mom was in that actual play with us, though. That was fun. Yeah, that she was fun, fun. But I she, still don't she think she gets along. the. I don't. Oh yeah, she'll, she'll play along. She's she she's always she's kind of a ham anyway. But like. You know, I, that was a really fun game. She that was a fun job. game. That was good. That was that was a good uh, that was a good session, and I appreciate them coming down for for uh, for that. And uh, you know, hopefully, we can do more of that here in twenty twenty three or twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three. Hopefully, maybe, years, know, uh... maybe, maybe. Um, but uh, yeah, I uh, I still don't think that they understand like what what it is that. Uh, because it's it's just funny because they're like, how's that gaming stuff doing? That's that's kind of usually quite like. Hey, it's at good. least they ask. Yeah, that's they true. Ask. That's, that's true. They're they're showing an interest. That's good. Yeah. So that's always uh, 
It's always uh, an interesting topic when it gets brought up. So I, they don't know. Uh, but Walter says, very interesting question, Barney. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what uh, where that generational uh, mindset is. I bet there sure. have been several like sociological and psychological yeah. studies and books and things written on this. I would I would yeah. venture to guess. So Barney, not only of some inquiry already. Not only do you have an RPG to design, but you need to come up with uh, <laughs> I got a uh, hypothesis uh, theory as yeah. to why we. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there. I'm, I'm, I'm got just a dissertation think. to get on, Barney. Yeah, Let's that's go. right. There's a YouTube video on it. I'm sure I'll have to look it up. Yeah. Probably then, several. Well, once you watch the YouTube video, you get to be an expert. You can say that you're an expert on it. So yeah. See. Yeah. But, all right. I guess that's going to do it for this episode thanks to everybody that has stuck around this long even uh, for our <laughs> uh, after or after credits shenanigans we do this uh because of you all so make sure to hit that like button down below uh subscribe if you haven't already subscribed that's always helpful we greatly appreciate it we hit uh, i think we're over 35 3550 some odd uh, subscribers now so thank you so much to everybody that is part of our our vcg community so all right we'll see you all Next week.